0: You're listening to The Unshamed Podcast. We talk about important topics that are culturally taboo when it comes to the female body, mind, and soul. We want to break down shame that surrounds these topics so that women can be empowered in their everyday lives. Make sure to like and subscribe and share this with your friends. Hello, guys, and welcome back to the Unshamed Podcast. I'm Katie Edgeman, and the Unshamed Podcast is sponsored by Zoe Community. Zoe um, is an organization that wants to encourage women in crisis pregnancy and women who've actually experienced crisis pregnancy or a termination or anything you can think of related to unplanned pregnancy. Zoe's there for those women, and part of Zoe's mission is having conversations in our communities about shame or things that are typically shameful about women's bodies and such. So that's what the Unshamed podcast wants to do. We want to have conversations with each other and share information and generally just make topics that are typically taboo on the table to talk about. Um, today, we're actually going to be talking about some contraceptive myths, um, things that seem completely plausible Uh, things that seem like completely believable, but they're actually not true. Um, so a little disclaimer, the whole idea of, about contraception is for a lot of people really, really, um, controversial. It's, it's something that, um, you know, really we don't know a ton about a lot of, um, medical publications and even doctors and nurses out there could maybe give us the impression that it's cut and dry, that it's very simple, that um, we know all the information, it's just, that's it. But if you dig a little deeper, there's a lot of gray area when it comes to contraception. Um, so I think the bottom line is this, I, everyone has to take what I'm saying and all the other stuff that you hear out there with a grain of salt um, and make sure to be cautious as you're walking about the internet looking at stuff because people be crazy and they can put a lot of weird stuff on the internet. So make sure that the stuff that you're looking at comes from respected medical publications and not like, you know, Yahoo Answers. You're not going to do that. You're too smart for that. But, you know, just make sure you know like where you're looking. So it's not some weird conspiracy theory or something of that nature. Um, Cause it's easy for us to get swept up um, in things that sound really plausible, but just aren't. Um, one of the reasons, and it's just one of the reasons why I feel like contraception could be a really good thing for women is, is because it can be a really useful tool for women who want to avoid getting a termination. Um, women who are sexually active, but don't want to have a baby, but also don't want to get a termination. There's a big group of you guys out there. Um, So contraception can be extremely useful for you, and you need to know what works for you and what doesn't. And if something's not working for you, speak up, say something, because you deserve to be on something that definitely works for you, and there is something that works for you. I promise, as somebody who's counseled lots of women, on their contraceptive options, um, you're you're not alone in having weird side effects or, you know, um, finding it difficult to find something for you. But trust me, there is something out there for you and um, you just need to find a doctor who will work with you to figure out what that is. So let's get into the myth busting of contraception. Oh boy, there's so many myths out there, but we're just going to do, we're going to do a a few, just a few. Uh, we're going to do five. Um, so myth number one, hormonal contraception will mess up my cycle long term. Gosh, I like heard this. I still hear it so many times, you know, like one big thing that I hear from women is, um, I'm just detoxing. I'm getting off of birth control for a little while to detox my body. Um, you actually don't need to detox. You don't need to ever detox from anything. You know, you have um you have work uh you know, your liver. <laughs> that's your detoxing organ. That does all the detoxing you'll ever need for your body. Um and yeah, with birth control, you don't need to detox ever from that. So fun fact for you. That's an extra myth thing. Um but this one, yeah, the the fact that uh contraception will mess up my cycle long-term is one that I've heard a lot. And one that I thought for a long time, um, until, you know, I started reading up more on it and studying about it and that kind of thing. Um, but your body is designed to adapt and bounce back after you have hormonal changes, even non-medical hormonal changes that you have, your your brain, um, it plays a major part in stimulating your ovaries to produce natural hormones. And, um, your brain doesn't suddenly forget how to function. So if, um, it's like if you had knitted for five years and then suddenly forgot how to do it, you know, like you don't just forget that kind of thing. Your brain will remember. Um, one thing to note though, there is, um, The contraceptive shot, Depo, um, is notorious for taking a few more months, like a few months longer for your cycle to start back up again. Um, But neither that nor any other hormonal method will mess up your body long term. So just put that to rest. Don't be afraid. If you've been on birth control for a really long time, you're still okay. Don't worry. Um, uh, Myth. Two, hormonal contraception will give me cancer. That is a big one that I've heard, and a lot of women are really scared to take anything because they're worried about it giving them cancer. Um, There's, you know, you guys know, a huge difference between correlation and causation. Um, So while there is some evidence that some oral contraceptives can have a slightly... A slight increased risk for breast cancer. There's also evidence that um, certain contraception, contraceptives can actually lower your risk for colorectal cancer, ovarian cancer, and endometrial cancer. Um, so that's, you know, everything that you take is always going to have a risk, or everything you don't take is going to have a risk. So you just have to weigh your risks and benefits for you. And each method out there has its own set of risks and benefits. But fortunately, there's tons of methods out there. You just need to find the one that works for you. But don't let fear of cancer play a part. Um, Unless, of course, you have a family history or a personal history with any kind of cancer, don't let that play a major role in your decision-making process. Because you definitely need to be protected if you're sexually active. Um, So, weighing the risks... Is definitely important Um, I'm gonna put a link to um, a research study down at the bottom about this so you guys can read more Um, if you like this topic or if you want to hear more about birth control pills shot ring patch blah 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 all that um, we'll definitely be doing more topics like that in the future in fact we'll be talking about we can get into like the nitty-gritty of benefits risks um, crazy stories and all that kind of stuff about certain methods. So, uh, if you want to hear about a specific method, comment below and say, Hey, let's talk more about like the shot or the patch or whatever. And we will definitely, um, include that in our decision-making, uh, because you guys are special. Yes. So myth three, um, The coil, so that's what we call in Ireland the the coil, the marina, Paragard or kylina, is only for women who've had babies already. So this is one that is really old news, but, you know, it could still be around. Uh, I remember when I was still practicing, um, we would really only recommend that women who've already had kids get an IUD because – it was really painful and uncomfortable, and it was just really difficult to insert an IED. Um, I remember I had a colleague at the time who was like, that's total, that's, that's bogus, like, that's stupid. I remember thinking, huh, when she sounds, like she knows what she's talking about, that sounds pretty good. I think I would rather have all women, you know, be able to get these things. Well, it turns out she was totally right um, about many things, she's very smart. But um, the research has shown that women, Adolescents up to whatever age are encouraged to get IEDs. Um, they're really great for women who, um, who maybe have um, problems, health problems like blood pressure, headaches, different things that um, might make it difficult to take a hormonal contraception. Or you know, you're like me and you can't remember things. <laughs> so having something in there for five to ten years that you don't really have to check on is Very good. Um, But um, I'm really thankful that that recommendation of the olden days has gone the way of the dinosaur. Uh, Myth four. I can avoid pregnancy if I stand up, pee, shower, douche, whatever, after sex. Um, This one is an old one, an ancient one. Um, It's kind of fallen... By the wayside over the past few years, which is amazing. Um, but you know, it does make sense that if semen carries sperm, we wash out the semen, the sperm go with it, right? But um, every time a guy ejaculates, he releases 11 million sperm. So, like, that's not like 11 million, like, passive, hey, what's up, guys. This is like sperm on a mission. Their one job is to make you pregnant. Um, so 11 million single-minded uh, little swimmers, that's, that's trouble. So um, they will get up into your cervix no matter what position you're in or, um, and yeah, whatever happens, they're going to get up there. Also, um, don't douche ever. I'm sure, like, it's pretty common now that everybody knows not to douche, but um, I, I was in Tesco the other day and I saw uh, a product for that and I was like, oh, I can't believe they're still selling. Um, this isn't a bad mouth Tesco. Tesco is wonderful, whatever. Um, but, uh, just don't do it. Your body is designed to clean itself out. It's really amazing how we, we work. Um, but, uh, your vaginal pH is a certain special pH. When we, uh, wash things up in there, squirt water, douche, any kind of, especially perfumed type types products, um, that can mess with the pH Bad bacteria come in because the good bacteria are gone. And then you've got a really uncomfortable situation on your hands. Um, so just stay away from anything like that. And um, don't let a guy convince you that if you bounce up and down or whatever, that it's going to keep you from getting pregnant. So myth five, um, pulling out is birth control, withdrawal, or whatever you want to call it. I had a colleague who used to call it pull and pray because... You'd definitely be praying <laughs> for that to work. Um, interesting little factoid: In um, 2017, the Irish Family Planning Association did a study or a survey, and it showed that one in ten couples used withdrawal as a method of birth control. Ah, so um, it's it's not a good method simply because, like what we talked about before, about how many sperm are in just one dosage you know um also because you never know when sperm are going to leave you just never know um it commonly like we can we call it or people call it pre-cum or you know just ejaculate can just come on up there and we have no idea when or where or anything like that um so we need to have a, a more effective method or a method rather than pulling out um so that's definitely a myth that pulling out will help you at all. It won't. I'll put a link below to that, um, an article that was about um, about the survey. So you guys can read more about that too. So we've looked at the five myths or five of the myths. There's more out there, you know, about contraception. Um, so next time someone tells you uh, a birth control conspiracy theory, just, you know, you can say, no, thanks. Crazy. Um, I'm good. Um, you know, so, you know, to look at the internet with caution, proceed, uh, with much skepticism is my recommendation. Um, so look up the information for yourself, you know, uh, look at the links, look at more links. Let me know what you find out. If you look other places on the internet and find out something cool, put that in the comments, let me know. Um, and, um, if you're about to get busy with your guy and he suggests one of the myths as a way to get out of using a condom, um, you can help have the confidence to tell him to show you some respect and dress for the occasion, you know? So speaking of wrapping it up, uh, I hope you've enjoyed this little myth busting adventure. And, um, Be sure to click like and subscribe. Uh, Let me know in the comments what you think. More stuff that you want to hear about. Uh, If you have any myths that you've heard that you find weird, scary, hilarious, please comment away because I always love a good story. Um, And stay tuned next time for some conversations that we're going to have about lots of different things. We'll be talking to some, we'll probably be talking to a GP about different kinds of infection that you might get. um, What are the different symptoms of what and when you should go to the GP and that kind of thing. We'll also be talking about other conversations, not just related to the vagina, but things about mental health, things about social things that go on that might be shameful. um, Things that might make us feel uh, un uncomfortable in our bodies that's not good and we need to go ahead and talk about these things so that we can continue to live as whole people people who know who we are know that we're worth it know that we can live without shame so stay tuned for next time and have a good day we hope you've enjoyed this episode of the unshamed podcast join us next time for another topic that we hope empowers you Don't forget to like and subscribe and share this with your friends.